Hey guys, it's Ben coming back at you again. In this episode of the Dogbone Podcast, we are going to share with you a little snippet from a demonstration we actually did a couple weeks ago at a waterfowl expo in Oshkosh. At the end of the demonstration, a couple people had some questions that we thought would be great for a little podcast drop. So those questions surrounded whining dogs, both in the blind and in the house, as well as treat training and why we don't do it. So we hope you enjoy it. If you like this clip, the full-length demonstration and also a seminar that was led into this demonstration will be on our YouTube channel under our playlist called Seminars. And they will both be in there if you want to watch the full-length thing. So, hope you enjoy it. Does anyone have any, any questions? Yeah. What do you do with the Sit. dog that's whining while he's sitting there? So, how old's the dog? He's 10 months. Okay. So, whining is one of these things that it can be tricky because some whiners whine genetically. So mom and dad whine, puppies are gonna whine. Like whining is a trait, it's passed on. So if you have a whiner, I think you can curb it. It's harder, but I think you can curb it. What the problem is, is or what, what is interesting is, not all dogs whine and a lot of them don't. And what happens is dogs start to whine when they're little and we, they, we don't nip it in the bud right away. And then all of a sudden whining becomes acceptable and whining becomes cultural. If you've got a dog, that, if you've got a trailer full of dogs that whine, just about every dog you bring around them is gonna whine because that's what the pack does. That's what the culture is. So what I, what I think is probably, and this is an answer that could be for whining. It also could be for dogs that are jumpy, creepers, dogs that can't settle in, in general, antsy feet, um, lots, of, lots of symptoms here is build more patience. And so what will that take? Well, it'll take a hell of a lot of these. Does he get excited when he throws retrieves? Okay, yeah. so we're gonna throw a lot of these. And I do this early on with dogs. I throw, I throw, I, I talked about how I do a lot of memories and not a lot of marking. Well, I mark a lot. I throw, I empty the bag. I just did it. I emptied the bag. And then I go and I pick them all up. And the dogs start to understand that just because something gets thrown doesn't mean I'm getting a retrieve. The reason they're whining is they can't control that excitement. It's a way for them to release that excitement. And so antsy feet, same thing. I get these dogs to start realizing, like, look at what happened as soon as I started throwing dummies and going to pick them up myself. The dog laid down because she just she realizes she's seen this enough times. I'm just not going to get one. So it's gonna be a real pain in the ass for a while because that dog's used to picking them up. You got eight months worth of habits. Here's the beauty of it, it's only eight months of habits. It's a lot, but it's not eight years. So whenever we have to reverse something, I think it takes a lot longer. So one of the best training tips I can tell you is to always have this mindset of, what are we doing right now and how can it benefit me? What are we doing right now and how could it go against me? and avoid that. Like training, not training the bad habit in is probably more the most effective thing we can have when they're young. So when the, do when the dog's whining, were you in the seminar? Yeah. Okay, so that feeding drill, I'd be doing the feeding drill every single day. And watch how quickly he's gonna realize, I don't get to eat 
when I whine and fuss. And that'll be a good place to start it, and that'll be a good place to be consistent with it, with a lot of repetition, all the time, every day, every day, every day, every day. And it won't even take any more time. So, but then a lot of denials. Denials, denials, denials. Denials build steady dogs. Denials don't crush retrieve. I think it intensifies it. Because about the time they get one, they are ready for it. It actually builds up in them. But it can't be so bottled, it can't be like this pop bottle that you sh put the lid on and you shake it up. Because when you open it up, I want these dogs to get to the point where they start to understand, they just slowly release that excitement. Like she's excited right now. It's in that body, and she's also a little winded. But she was panting really heavily before either one of these dogs were, before she did anything. It's because of the anxiety she was feeling with those shots. Now I think it's because she's tired. But you'll also notice she's kind of settling in a little bit too. That's how I, gun, that's how I introduce a dog to gunfire. I walk around the yard and I clap and I play little songs with my daughter. I don't introduce gunfire with gun. It might be this. When I got a little, when I got a whelping box full of puppies at our house, I walk up to them and every day they get a round of applause. You guys did good today. It's introducing little bangs. And the first couple times I do that, after about two weeks old when they can finally hear us, they start going, what in the hell is going on? So I go a little softer. Oh, you guys are good. Come on, come on, come on, everybody, come on. And they all come out and then we put the food down and oh my God, you're so good. That's how I introduce them. So I can start throwing dummies and that's, that's almost as loud as that. So we're baby stepping everything. So with the dog that whines and fusses, steadiness, 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 denial, 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 until the dog finally gives in and realizes because when he is quiet, so here's the thing, once you, once you do that long enough and he decides, I'm not gonna get it, surprise him. You were quiet. What's his name? Trigger. Trigger. Now Trigger gets a retrieve. And he goes, really? That's what gets me retrieves is sitting here quietly. And then throw another 15, 20 of them, pick them up. And then send them on the one that he's quiet on. So start, I, I do think when they're really whining and fussing, like on the beds, if they can't settle down, can't settle down, I'm, uh, first off, you gotta be patient. And you gotta maybe buy a set of plug, buy a thing of earplugs. You gotta let them cry it out. When they're in their crates and they're whining and fussing, if you let them out when they're whining and fussing, all you did was intensify the whining and fussing for next time, because that's what got him out. That's what he thinks. So as soon as he's quiet and tires himself out and falls asleep, I go over and I go, well, you're a good boy, come here. Take him outside and let him go to the bathroom. And he starts to realize, well, that's what, that's what I want. What got me that was right before that, and that was the behavior. So. Any a good question. Yep. Okay. Five year old dog that whines all the time when he's hunting. So Yep. Same thing. So what I would do is in training, if you do is it do it when you're training? Okay. So when you're training, pretend you're going hunting. Just go to the gun cabinet, get the guns out, go through the whole thing, set up the decoys, do everything, 
and go through training with no, and demand that same level of behavior. Quiet, calm, steady. If you're not, you don't get to retrieve. And so start replicating it and trick them. They're, they're pretty smart. They, I mean, hell, I turn onto the, I could drive for two, I got a cabin up in Northern Wisconsin. I can drive for two and a half hours on highways, roads, it doesn't matter, road, road I take. I can take all different directions to my cabin. These dogs lay on the back seat of my truck and they sleep the whole way. And then as soon as I turn down the last road to get to our cabin, all three dogs get up and they're all ready to, they know we're there. How do they know? I don't know, but they're smart. So when they, when I, if I got a dog that decides we're going hunting, I'm changing my behavior. Hell, we'll go hunting every day and we're just not going to shoot anything until you start changing your behavior. You don't get rewards. You don't get retrieves and training until you're quiet. So start making it look more, repl replicate the real thing. Good question. We appreciate you coming out. Treats as rewards. So I bend the rules a little. I'm not a treat trainer. I don't look good at the fanny pack. So I'm just not gonna carry one around. Uh, I'm not big on the idea of treat training because I think it's bribery. I think we get dogs that get partially trained, I think we, it's tricks. I, I think we're training tricks. So I don't like that idea of it. Now I will use food as a motivator at times for certain things, especially with young dogs for, re, for recall. If I gotta shape that behavior of the dog coming to me and I give him a piece of kibble, I'll do that a little while and then I'll phase it out and I'll praise him instead of the kibble. So I will use it at times. I'm not 100% against it. I think the problem with treat training is not the problem with it is, is it's a thing for us that makes us feel very good as trainers. I've seen amazing things done with little dogs with treats. Like you go Google it, treat training. You'll watch dogs that are 10, 12 weeks old healing perfectly off lead. And they're, that's the video. Heal perfectly off lead with a 10 week old puppy. I call BS because take the bowl of food out of your hand and see how well the dog heals. That's not heal work. Heel work means you say heel, and they're in position. And then I walk and stop, and they're in position. That's heel work. So can I shape that behavior early on? Sure can. But as soon as you take that food away, if the behavior leaves it as well, that's incomplete training.